in addition to the dojo conversations that we've been doing on Wednesdays, of course, um, we got a lot of feedback in the comments on the most recent episodes. And so what I thought I might do is just sit down and go through some of these questions and just share my responses uh, live on the air with you guys. And I've prepared a couple of basic thoughts, but I thought I would just kind of go for it and see what happens. You can, of course, let me know in the comments if this is boring and dumb, but I thought it might be kind of nice, especially because I personally don't have the time to sit down and respond to all the questions you know, throughout the course of the weekend. So let's get after it. So the first question here today uh, is from Cindy. And she says, as a general rule, do polypipes require more swabbing of the drones or can they be kept too dry also? So this is in response to some of the moisture control tips uh, that I offered up in my latest video, which you can find basically anywhere, but uh, definitely on Facebook. You can find it on our Facebook page. And the answer to this question is, I don't have a ton of experience playing polypipes myself, but I have heard that they do acquire um, they acquire condensation maybe a little bit more than wooden pipes, and I'm not quite sure why that would be, but of course, poly pipes are a different material than wood. So uh, if that is the case, would they require more swabbing? And one of the things I mentioned on the video is that I personally don't really swab my pipes that much, and, and I illustrated how when I'm done playing, I usually just take the pipes apart and give them some air for five to 10 minutes you know, common sense rule applied based on how long I played. And I would do the exact same thing with a poly set. And maybe it would take a little bit longer for things to evaporate out. Um, and so maybe I would adjust that airing out time a little bit longer, but I wouldn't change anything radically, uh, at least for starters, unless there was any real reason to. Now, the second part of this question is, can they be kept too dry also? And the answer is definitely yes. Okay, when we're talking about drying out the pipes, we're not drying out the wood of the pipes so much, although it's probably not a great idea to just let the pipes marinate in tons of moisture or extreme dryness. Or like, you know, we are thinking about the wood a little bit, but we're more thinking about the environment inside the bag. We're thinking about the chanter reed environment, stuff like that. We don't want that to get too wet or to allow that to become too dry. Uh, and then the general environment inside the bag, especially if you're playing a high bag, we want to keep that at sort of like a nice equilibrium sort of moisture is, is sort of how I would go about thinking about that. So the same thing is definitely going to be true for polypipes as well. Oh, yeah. And the other thing, too, is hemp, right? So if we over dry the hemp on the on the pipes, right, that tends to shrink in that case. It's going to require rehemping, but then of course, when moisture gets reintroduced, now you'll find that that's too tight, and so on and so forth. So being smart, smart about storage, regardless about whether or not you're playing blackwood or polypipes, I think is probably pretty important. Okay, so that was that question. Uh, hopefully, that helps a little bit. Uh, next question from Victor is: Thanks. What would be your recommended type of bag and setup when foregoing moisture control systems? Okay, so uh, I am definitely a believer that um, moisture control systems are typically not a great idea. Whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or even advanced player, it really complicates things. Just one man's opinion. Uh, of course, I'm sure lots of people would disagree with that. Um, and we can um, probably debate about that till the cows come home. But that's definitely the conclusion that I've come to uh, teaching many, 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 many people over a long period of time. 
and also in my own personal playing experience. So um, if that's the case, then what do I recommend? Um, and the answer is, uh, you know, pretty open-ended. For beginners, what I would recommend if you have a moisture control set up and if you have lots of gizmos and gadgets inside of the bag, for beginners, what I would recommend, step one, just take it all out. Carefully remove everything from the, uh, uh, carefully remove everything from the pipes, uh, tone enhancers, tubes, stuff like that. Sorry, I'm just drawing a little blank there, but yeah, we're gonna just get all that stuff out there and then just start playing. You'll notice the difference immediately. Uh, one of the differences you might notice is that striking in your pipes and cutting them off becomes a little bit more challenging now because we're actually, you know, operating the bag uh, sort of in its pure natural state. Okay, so you might find that a little bit tricky, but see if you could just get through that for now and just uh, listen to how the sound of your pipes changes and how things change. And by the way, you'll also now be interacting with moisture uh, up close and personal and, and you will you may find that you have shorter playing time, but that's not necessarily bad. It's not gonna be that short, okay? Um, and we can start interacting with the bagpipe uh, in the right way. And we can, of course, go through all those storage things that we talked about in the last video. Now, meanwhile, intermediates or beginners who have been playing for a bit longer or people who are, let's say, sold on these basic ideas. Um, and if you're committed to playing every day or pretty darn close to every day, uh, at that point, highly recommend a hide bag setup. Um, something simple, uh, Ganaway with no grommets is a good one. Um, just a personal favorite of mine, but of course, all of these uh, brands are totally fine. Um, just as we want to keep the setup inside the bag simple, I recommend purchasing a simple hide bag as well. No grommets should be necessary. No zippers should be necessary. Just go for it. Learn to play the bagpipes, right, to summarize. Um, and we can save learning about zippers and grommets and moisture control systems and gadgets and all that stuff. We can save that for later. And maybe they'll be helpful or maybe you'll, you will find that you don't really need them. All right, so those are my, that's my two cents on that one. And there was some other stuff in here, like do you recommend minimizing the number of pipes a player has? I'm not quite sure I follow what uh, Victor means by this, but I think he might mean how many sets of pipes should you have going at any one time? And I highly recommend to stick to one set for uh, most people. Advanced players, you might be in the situation where keeping two sets of pipes going is in your best interest. And then maybe if it really excites you to play a wide variety of sets. You know, you might be in a situation where, you know, that's something that you really enjoy and you have a lot of time to devote to that on a day-to-day -day basis. Remember, we really kind of need to play our pipes every day. Not a ton, but at least a little bit every single day. So uh, until you're really committed to that, just go with one set would be my two cents on that one. Uh, and he says two open players open meaning I think professional graded solo players is what that means, who have given me tuition in the past, each play one set, vintage, uh, I don't think vintage matters too much, modern sets can sound great as well, but he says they're tied onto a hide bag, set up with a water trap with no complex moisture control systems. Yep, I think that's what you'll find. Even advanced players um, will often find that no fanciness is required. Uh, and just doing the right things in moderation, simple setup is the way to go. So that's nice, uh, nice to hear. And I think that's probably about right. Uh, next question, how 
would you all, I think he means alter practice routine change if you play a pipe bag with a zipper. So in my video about moisture control, uh, I was demoing everything on my hide bag. The hide bag does not have a zipper and I was showing what I would do after a practice session. If I had a zipper on my pipe bag, nothing would change. Okay, so um, maybe I would unzip the bag in some cases where I played for a really long time. And that might accelerate some of the evaporation of moisture out of that system. But again, remember, when I'm done playing, my advice is to just take everything apart. So uh, take the reeds out of the bag, separate all of the different joints and let everything get a little bit of air for a few minutes. Common sense rule applied, you know, maybe five minutes if you didn't play that long. 10 minutes if you did play and you see condensation, and maybe even 15 minutes in extreme cases uh, to just let everything out and let everything dry. Uh, but the zipper really isn't necessary uh, to do that, and you don't even really need to unzip, I would say, to achieve the exact same effect, okay? And again, um, one of the things I've said before internally at the dojo is uh, if, synthetic bags came without a zipper, but I think almost all of them do now, which is fine. But like if there were synthetic bags that were common that had no zipper in them, that's probably what I would recommend. Avoid the temptation to get into fancy gizmos and gadgets uh, because keeping it simple is a major tenet of learning how to do uh, anything well. So anyway, the, the, those are answers to some of the moisture control stuff. And then we did have a question come through about the previous week, which was the Scott and the Brave test. We were talking about selecting the right strength chanter read for you. And uh, this person, Matthew, asked if I would suggest the same technique for selecting a read if playing a long P-Brock, for example. And the answer is, the short answer is, yes, same technique. Right, so Scott and the Brave test means we can mouth blow that chanter read for like 15 or 16 seconds without needing a breath. That should be more than enough um, if you put that chanter into a well set up pipe bag. That should be way more than enough to comfortably get through a long P Brock. Okay, so uh, don't change anything. Just go for it. Give it a try. Remember, the rest of the bagpipe has to be set up extremely well, also. Those drone reads have to be calibrated, but then you should find that bagpipe is quite comfortable to play. All right, now, that was the short answer, which wasn't actually that short, but then you could go down the rabbit hole and you could say, all right, maybe a longer P-Brock, maybe I'm not really comfortable endurance-wise, so maybe I should go with an easier read. So sure, you know, maybe try that, see what happens. Maybe try uh, playing Scott and the Brave for 20 beats instead of 16, and maybe that'll give you just that little edge. But you just have to be careful of overdoing it. Um, and I've, been, I've done that way too many times in my life, so I have a read. It's just a little bit uncomfortable getting through that long P-Brock, and then I do something brash like shaving down the read or uh, switching out for something easy, but then it ends up being too easy in the long run. Uh, or maybe by the time I figure out I have to address a few maintenance problems, when I, once I do that, that read now becomes kind of too easy and uh, sort of feeble sounding and not particularly great. So whatever you do, if you are gonna tweak that basic Scott and the Brave process, do it a tiny bit at a time and make sure anything that you do is kind of like reversible. So don't shave the read down. Uh, don't just recklessly keep pinching the read. I think that would be a little bit on the crazy side. So I think that's that. So that's just a little quick Q&A today. Didn't take too long. 
I have a tendency to ramble on and on. However, I think having just laid out a couple of bullet points on how I would answer each of these things probably helped me not ramble on too endlessly. So uh, anyway, as always, those are my opinions on the matter. And of course, bagpipes have the uh, bagpipers have tons of opinions. So let's hear some of yours in the comments if you'd like, or if you have any follow-up follow questions, let me know. And maybe this Monday morning Q&A thing could become part of the weekly thing that we're trying to do. Just get out there and talk bagpipes on the social medias. All right, well, this episode, uh, to homage another person that I follow, uh, this episode was brought to you by Black Coffee. So make sure you support Black Coffee out in the world. And without further ado, I think we're going to hang up for today. Hope you enjoyed that. Hey, everybody. Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo. And I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening. Thank you.